Welcome to December. We'll soon have clarity on the college football playoff. The NFL season is entering the home stretch. We'll crown a new MLS champion. And maybe we'll have a better idea where Shohei Otani signs. This is the SBJ Morning Buzzcast. I'm senior writer Joe Lemire once again filling in, fresh off a strong two days of content in our nation's capital. Closing SBJ dealmakers yesterday was Washington Commanders owner Josh Harris, who gave a thoughtful perspective on his NFL ownership, particularly as someone who already owns franchises in the NBA, NHL, and English Premier League, as well as an investment in NASCAR's Joe Gibbs Racing. Harris did not tip his hand on two of the newsier topics of interest, the franchise name and its new stadium. When our Abe Madcore asked about the name, Harris did not directly answer, emphasizing that the real emphasis was on, quote, winning football games for the rest of the season, fixing the stadium, and engaging with the city. As for the stadium issue, the current venue, FedEx Field, is undergoing a $40 million upgrade. As for the location of a new site, Harris was non-committal but said convenience matters. You have to study this stuff a lot, but certainly having a stadium that is accessible to the DMV at large, as best as we can manage all that, that is important, he said of the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Though Harris has been active in ownership issues in other pro sports leagues, he revealed his plan for that first NFL board meeting recently. Quote, my strategy was to say nothing. He does, however, believe he can contribute in due time based on his financial background and experience in other leagues. Asked how visible an NFL owner should be, Harris said, I felt that it was really important to be visible, to be on site, to be at every game, to be there for practice in some cases, because I felt that the organization needed some stability, and I wanted to reintroduce myself to Washington and explain to the fans in the community what I stood for and what we were going to do. And so I've been doing that here, in other situations where we've owned franchises for a long time, in Philly, I let other people take more of a prominent role, the GM, the coach. I also think football's different in some sense. The focus on the owner is just bigger. I can't tell you why, but I do think it is different. Speaking of sports ownership, in the morning, monumental sports owner Ted Leonsis and Ariel Investments co-CEO Melody Hobson, who was also the chairwoman of Starbucks, the former chair of DreamWorks, and an investor in the Denver Broncos, had a fireside chat in which Hobson credited Casey Wasserman as a key influence for convincing her to take that stake in the NFL's Broncos. Hobson said she was never a little girl that dreamed about pro sports ownership, but over a breakfast that also included Broncos co-owner Greg Penner, Wasserman, quote, really impressed on me the historic nature of my investment. As the first black person to be part of an NFL team and a woman, the whole reason that I've gotten up every day professionally is to spread financial literacy and that there would be an opportunity to do that in an area that has historically had trouble. And he convinced me. It was really Casey. And he said, you should do this. Casey's a really good friend of mine. And then I left and I said, I should do this. I mean, it was really one breakfast that changed my perspective. And obviously, it's been very exciting. Hobson spoke very passionately about her commitment to financial literacy in her conversation with Ted Leonsis and was a dynamic presence on that stage. Also up there yesterday were deputy commissioners from the NBA, NHL and MLS, where regional sports networks were a dominant topic. MLS recently exited that game with its global media deal with Apple, while the NBA and NHL are facing an upcoming reckoning with Diamond Sports' ongoing bankruptcy. NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, whose league has 12 teams on Diamond Sports-owned RSNs, said his league is working cooperatively with Diamond and our clubs to reformat and make the most of what we have. Half of NBA franchises are affected, and while there is stability for the rest of this season, NBA Deputy Commissioner Mark Tatum said the cart landscape has created a good opportunity to reimagine media delivery for the league, adding that there remains a lot of interest in the local rights. 
Tatum believes the RSM crisis is not an indication of the demand for pro sports content, but more a structural issue with the RSNs. Their MLS counterpart, Gary Stevenson, said he's not sure it's a bad thing that leagues are taking back those local rights. Lionel Messi continues to be a sensation for Inter-Miami. Our Alex Silverman reports that the MLS club has sold out its season ticket inventory for 2024, even though prices roughly doubled with the addition of Messi. About 90% of existing ticket plane holders renewed, and the rest were gobbled up for the stadium in Fort Lauderdale. As MLS's Stevenson said earlier in the day from Dealmakers, I'm not sure if people understand how huge this guy is globally. Stevenson praised Miami's ownership group for being creative and structuring a compensation package to lure Messi, as well as his former Barcelona teammates Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba. And then Messi delivered, Stevenson added. He delivered like I've never seen an athlete deliver before. Going from one spring football league to another, that is from global football to American football, we know there will be a spring football league in the U.S. We don't know much more than that. Federal antitrust regulators have approved the merger of the USFL and XFL with a new league planning on a March 30th kickoff to the 2024 season. A source told our Ben Fisher that XFL CEO Russ Brandon would have the same role for the combined league. And while almost nothing else is publicly known, such as which cities will have teams, there are 16 that had either a USFL or XFL club, as well as the broadcast coverage plans, player contracts, a schedule, or even that little detail of a league name. But there are now four months to figure that all out. Overshadowed, perhaps, by Elon Musk's outburst on Wednesday was the appearance of PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, who also took the New York Times Dealbook Summit stage, where he doubled down on his intention to partner with the Saudi Public Investment Fund, calling it more a matter of when, not if. Other investment groups do remain interested in the bidding process. Monhan also spoke about his mental health challenges from last summer. He acknowledged the rollout of the original PIF framework in June was, quote, a failure on my part, while adding, I believe that I am the best leader for the PGA Tour. I was the best leader before June 6, and I was going to be the best leader for the PGA Tour after. Some good news from college basketball to share. USC freshman basketball player Bronny James, who suffered a cardiac arrest four months ago, has been cleared by doctors for a full return to basketball. He should join practice next week for the Trojans and not require too long before making his first appearance in a game. His proud father, LeBron, said that he would not miss his son's college debut, even if it meant missing a Lakers game. LeBron said Bronny did everything right in rehab and his own priorities were clear. Quote, family over everything. And that's a great way to end it today. Be good to each other and have a wonderful Friday.